Hello and welcome to the Vlogging Pod. Tonight we are joined by award-winning romance author Liz Crow. <laughs> welcome, Liz. How are you this evening? I'm great. How are you this evening? I am good. I am awesome. Um, good. You know, always things can be better. The air condition can be stronger. But, you know, we'll go with what we got. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, it's hot. It's the middle of the summer. You I know. know. I mean, what are you going to do? Drinks by the pool could be stronger. But, you know, we'll go with what we got. <laughs> always, yes. <laughs> so I, I want to start right off. By, and let me start my timer because we do 20 minutes. Let me do that. Let me get that going. There we go. Uh, if we go over a little bit, it's okay. But let's start right off by talking about sexy books let, that are set sure. in breweries. Tell me how yeah. all this came about. Well, I used to own a brewery. Um, and I founded it, actually, back in the early days, sort of the salad days of uh, craft beer when it wasn't quite as crowded as okay. it is now. Uh, 2008. And um, I spent a lot of time and energy getting that thing off the ground. I did all the marketing and sales, you know, all the stuff. And we didn't have any money, so I'm, I'm using social media and newsletters like crazy. And this, again, was back in the salad days of social media and email newsletters. And people actually paid attention to them. And um, so I used that, and we got, you know, we took off. And it was a lot of fun, and I learned a lot. I didn't know um, diddly squat about beer, but I learned it. And... Um, I don't know, it was just inspiring to me. It was, a, it was a fun setting, and I just thought, well, I'd, I'd like to read, I would like to read something set in a brewery with the proper brewery terms and things that are correct, and but also be a relationship story. So I wrote a bunch of them. Okay. So now you started a brewery, but that was a past tense, right? Yep. Okay. Yep. I'm no longer with them. Nope. Um, it's... Uh, wasn't a, wasn't a pretty ending either, uh, uh, and I did channel that a bit into my most recent uh, brewery romance, what happened in Denver. Um, so, yeah, I was with them from 2008 till 2015, 16, okay. and when we parted ways at their request. Oh, so, wow. there you go. Yeah, it was not, it was, yeah, it was bad. It was um, a bunch of dudes, and they didn't care for me being all of a sudden the face of the place, I guess, and so uh, the the brewer in particular didn't care for that young man, um, who's also since left the place. So, you know, it was, uh, yeah, it, it was not a pretty story. And like I said, I kind of channeled some of that um, frustration energy into the setup for my most recent one, What Happens in Denver, which is about a woman who helps start a brewery with her husband this time. And I kind of did it that way on purpose because my two partners were men and they were not my husband. But when we broke up, it felt like a divorce. Oh, so, yeah. Well, I'm all yeah. about women empowerment, so you go, girl. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it's, um, you know, and, and, it's, and it's weird, it's funny, and this is a tangent, but um, there's a lot more awareness about how sexist the industry is now. Yeah. Um, and there's a lot more, it's a lot less about, oh, it's cute, you know, craft beer, yay. It's more about, oh, yeah, so there's so many craft breweries who are run by toxic dudes. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, oh, I was 10 years a little too late for that, I guess, but there you go. Or, or ahead of my time. Maybe that's how I should look at. Yeah, that's how you should phrase it. I'm ahead of my time. Or you are you are a trendsetter. Think of it that way. I am definitely Because I'm yeah, sure, sure that some woman is going to come along and master that even more. So yeah, yeah, with the sure. brewery, let's talk about 
a beer wench. Uh, explain to me from some of the stuff I looked up on you. For a while, you yeah. had beer wench as your presence for online. Tell me how that went. I did. I did. And it was uh, my partner's idea. Uh. <laughs> so I went with it. And it was a lot of fun. Um, and I actually had a really successful beer blog um, that dealt with direct, sort of sort of charting my progress in the business from total rookie status in beer to basically expert assistant um, and yeah, so I called myself the beer wench and that was fun nice. and, I, and that was their idea. And well, I, like hope, I, said, I kind of went with it. I, mean, I hope I'm not diving into a sore issue on the beer on the brewery. No, okay. no, no, not at all, okay. not at all. You know, and, and I look back on that, but no, it's not. I mean, I'm past it. Okay. You know, I'm not over it. I'll never get over it, but I'm well, past it. And um, we never get over. Good. We never get over those big no. impacts where, as women, we're not given an opportunity. We're, I don't think you ever. Yeah. You never <clears throat> right. get over that. Right. But we overcome no. it and we conquer it no, and yeah. we do it way better. Yeah. I'm just saying. <laughs> well, I, I, I'd like to think that you know, and um, but the the business is still not there. You know, the industry is still has has some problems. Um, racism, sexism, the whole the whole bucket. Yeah. Um, but it's um, it it was a pivotal part of my um, career. You know, I learned mm -hmm. so much, and I did make some good friends um, in it, and that I've kept. You know, which is great. All of them were women, um, and I've written a lot. I've written a lot of those women into the books. You know, those strong women um, yes. who you know overcame, kind of, I guess. And uh, but yeah, beer wench was cool. I enjoyed being beer wench. You know, my kids were the wenchlings their whole like <laughs> high school lives. You know, I would refer to them that way. And I was a sm I was a minor celebrity, I think, in my tiny little town. Right. With that, you know, people would come to the brewery because they wanted to meet the beer wench. And so I was there a lot, um, and I sacrificed a lot right. to make that place successful. And like I said, I was finally able to channel that into my most recent book. I wasn't really able to write about it because I just couldn't go there yet. Right. Um, but I did. And this book, this What Happens in Denver book, has been absolutely one of my best-selling books so far. Nice. See, you turned yeah. something negative into something very strong and positive. Which basically, I'm going to be a little sexist myself, but as women, we seem to do. <laughs> just we do, though. We not, do. Against... Is, I mean, what's your option, right? right. You know? Well, <laughs> nothing against men. I don't want to. I don't want to men bash, but mm -hmm. I mean, you know, I can only speak about my own sex. I can only speak what I know for myself, you know. Yeah. And right. I know right. that usually for me, when I am pushed against something or someone tells me I cannot do something that is when I'm like oh don't tell me what I can or cannot do <laughs> you know right so oh, yeah absolutely yeah. absolutely so, I feel that yep so yeah the beer wench was she was fun and she had all she had all, she had her own like t-shirts and stuff you know <laughs> right um but as, as part of the pushing me out thing that they did or instigated by this young man brewer um was to make that all of a sudden be we would never that's sexist. That's terrible. We would never. And I'm like, this was your idea, but okay. Right. You know, so they basically did a partnership squeeze on me. They wanted me to pony up money and I never agreed to do money. My investment was my time. Right. Without a pay paycheck. Well, so, yeah. Your work isn't just about the breweries. I mean, you, you have such a vast amount of books to your name. I mean, since your brewery I time. I mean, the brewery might be yeah. an insti instigator and pushed you to something a little bit more 
uh, well, let's just say I'm going to, I'm just going to put this out there more profitable <laughs> because right. yeah, oh, without a doubt. Without yeah. A doubt. I mean, cause looking at you on Amazon and everywhere else that you're posted, I mean, come on, they are probably wishing they had kept you. So tell me about how many we're up to right now, as far as the books, cause they are vast. Mm, they are, you know, I counted, um, and, it is 30, let's see, 37, I think, 37. total um, that are available in some form or another. Um, total books I've written, though, is closer to 60. Um, a lot of stuff has been pulled because it was just garbage, and I recognize that now. Um, and <laughs> then I have, I'm, I've got several things that I'm working on, you know, still. Um, but yeah, right now it's about 30, 37, I think. And that's between um, regular ebooks and radish writing, you know, those that outlet yeah. um, and some other stuff. So, yeah. Oh, radish. Now, tell me what Radish is. Oh, you don't know? Radish is cool. Radish oh, yeah. is a um, reading app. Okay. And it's one of those uh, pay, by, pay by the chapter deals. Oh, all right. You know? Okay. Yeah, so you pay uh, coins and you buy coins. It's one of the earlier, oh, one of the early okay. iterations of that. There's a bazillion of them now. Now Amazon um, has uh, Amazon has a little bit of that. Um, yeah, Vellum. Mm-hmm. I actually have right. two yeah. out there on that. So yeah. Yeah, same thing. Oh, it's a con- cool. Same concept. Nice. Yeah, and Radish was kind of an early. Radish was like, really, I think the first one to do it, um, and you had to apply. You know, you had to like submit something to get accepted and yada yada once you're in they'll put you can do whatever you want on there um so i've got like a whole bunch of stuff on there kind of just things that i may have submitted around and didn't have any luck with or didn't feel like it fit with anything else i was doing you know uh-huh. um and i have i have pulled a bunch of stuff from there too um to polish up and change and republish in, in a more traditional way so nice well, that just I'm just making notes right over here. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's so, another platform. And it's one of the reasons I'm not doing Vellum, because I've already right. got Radish, you know what I mean? Right. I just don't feel like I need to spread it that thin. Well, and I'm sure that people, once they've seen your books, are looking you up on all kinds of medium. So I don't, you know what I mean? I don't question that at all, because you, yeah. you are extremely successful in what you're doing. Um, you have an intense collection of books under your name to choose from. However, for the moment, let's take a trip back in time, if you would, with me, and let's talk about sure. Tulip Princess, a One Night Stand mm. sister series. Mm. I believe, mm-hmm. I, yeah, I believe this is the first in the series. Tell me if I'm correct. Nope. Okay, it's not. It's not. Okay. Nope. What number um, is that? It one? is. Let's see. Gosh, let me think. So, Turkish Delight is the first one. Okay. And then Blue Cruise, and then Tulip Princess. Okay. Those were fun. Those were some of the earliest books I ever got published. Nice. Well, tell and me. That was like that was that was like when you're you know when you're in that like fresh, dewy, eyed, fresh face like oh my god I did it kind of. <laughs> yeah, I remember. Um, <laughs> and uh, I'm I'm a little I'm I'm jaded and cynical now, but I still loved writing those books. Those were such fun books to write. Um. Those are and the times when symbol, so. those are the times yeah. when you say, "But my mom likes it." <laughs> yeah, kind of, yeah, yeah, yeah. Those early, 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 yeah, yeah. And unfortunately, yeah. my mom does not. My mom does not like anything. Right, so there. Uh, okay, I got it. you. Um, but too too much sex. Too much um, sex. But uh, but though I remember, yeah. So Tulip Princess. Um, so I lived in Istanbul for a couple years, and um, I, I tend to 
I tend to write things that I know. I'm, I feel more comfortable doing that, I think. Okay. Um, and so I, I use my experiences and um, that's, an, that's an incredible city. I'm not, you know, and uh, I tried to capture that a little bit um, by making kind of fish out of water stories. Um, every book in that series has a expat person and a Turkish person in a relationship. So um, the first two are an American person and a Turkish person. And then the Tula Prince is actually a Turkish person and a Greek expat. So, All right. Yeah. When you when you say, I typically like to write what I know, hmm, you write some pretty hot romances. So. I do. I do. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. So I let myself do my imagination. Yeah, yeah, well, you know, I mean, I write what I know. I guess a better way to say it is I've set books in places I know. Okay. Um, I don't, you know what I mean? And I've been, I've been a lot of places, luckily for me. Like, I haven't even touched, I lived in Japan, I lived in England, you know, I've, I've been all over. I've, um, But I lived, you know, I grew up in Kentucky, I went to the University of Louisville, so I just released a book about the Kentucky Derby, which nice. I've been to a lot of times, you know? Um, so I take, I take a setting that I know, or a situation, or an industry that I know, like real estate, okay. or beer. Um, and then I make sexy stories out of that. Right. Now you just mentioned with real my imagination. You just mentioned real estate. <laughs> you just mentioned real estate. So that is your newest career, yes? No, no. that was my longest. Oh, career. longest. Um, All right. I yeah. I sold real estate in the late '90s, and then we went overseas in '97, <clears throat> and came back in 2004. And so I didn't work during those years, obviously, but then I sold real estate from 2004 till 2019. Nice. Yeah. 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 So I know that's, that's the one I know the best, I guess. Um, and so my series, uh, the Stuart Realty series, that was my, the Stuart Realty series is my best, longest selling, most successful series um, and got me all my original sort of hardcore fans. Nice. Yeah, and so I've uh, recently revamped it. Um, I've been putting some energy into it. I'm adding to it, um, and I rejiggered some of it. I went back and revised them, cleaned them up, kind of modernized them because they're they're old. I mean, I guess by book standards, they're old. They came out in um, uh, starting in 2011, I guess. Okay. And first iteration, if you will, they've since been updated twice, and then this most recent update, I got the rights back from the publisher, and so um, and. I'm doing a bunch of stuff with them. I put them in Kindle Unlimited, um, updated a bunch of stuff, like I said, and I'm adding to them, actively adding to them. So when you when you talk about you like to write about things you know, and you you like to say you, you basically the places you like to write about places you've been, and that's been pretty extensive. Mm -hmm. Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. So tell me mm -hmm. what is the what is the place that comes to the mind the quickest that is the most colorful that you choose to write about what is the one that you can think of right off the top of your head istanbul istanbul now why is that yeah uh it's an amazing city and it's almost it's almost hard to describe like even when you're with as a tourist there it's overwhelming um and uh, my experience of it was different in that I lived there right and I had three kids and I had to get them to school and I had to shop for groceries and I had to you know function live my life right which is a different way of experiencing it um and so i got to meet i got to make some friends um who were natives and you know they showed me the city right and it's just a i'm i'm a sucker for history and you can't get much more historical a city than istanbul yeah. 
um because it has gone through so many you know it was roman empire it was you know the ottoman empire and it's just got layer literally layer upon layer like there's a place you can go this is in one of my books too um the cistern uh it's a tourist place but it's legit old cistern where they you they they built it um the ottomans built it up by kind of roaming around in the countryside of turkey and just finding random uh broken down temples and stuff uh-huh. from early 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 times and using those things to prop up this cistern this underground container of water right right um and so in it there's like the uh, a head of a goddess like that you see on a statue i mean it's just crazy you know and i'm i'm, I'm that's my catnip i love history <laughs> i love all that kind of stuff it sounds you know? like and i've never it's... written his and that's funny i don't write historical romance i think for a reason just because i don't want I don't know. I just I feel like I, I'm better at contemporary stuff, but I do love history. And Istanbul is um, I would used to say to people, you know, you get up in a more in the morning. And we lived in uh, on the European side because I don't know if you know Europe. Istanbul straddles two continents, okay. the cities, right? Because the Bosporus Straits divide Asia and Europe. Most of Turkey is in Asia, but part of it is in in Europe because part of Istanbul is in Europe, mm-hmm. the oldest part of Istanbul. Okay. And we lived on the European side. Um, which is just teeming with people and, um, you know, just an amazing, and you'd get up in the morning and I would think, okay, which day is it? It's going to be one of those horrible, frustrating Istanbul days, or is it going to be one of those magical, incredible, I can't believe I get to live here Istanbul days. Because those, it toggled between those two things. Nice. Because <laughs> um, it could be, it could be so frustrating and incredible all the, all at the same time. Well, I can see where you could pull a lot from that for your books. So, I want yeah. to point out to our listeners that uh, currently you have the Stuart Reality series. It's now available free on Kindle Unlimited, Unlimited sorry, or yep. on yep. sale for only 99 cents, uh, most books, for a yep. limited time. So if you guys are interested, yep. please go check it out. She has an extensive library, an extensive um, And then speaking of your work, tell me about Rough Around the Edges. A limited edition releasing <clears throat> August 2022. So tell me what's coming yep. up. So this is a super cool anthology. Um, and I got into it because um, I am a, a digital marketing consultant for uh, an animal shelter. And I used to work hands-on in it, um, but I did events and fundraising. But then I moved away from it, and they wanted to keep me on to do all of their digital fundraising. But I'm a sucker for animals and rescue, right? Yes. So when I heard about this this anthology, which is the the the, the theme of it is hot dudes with little dogs, little like chihuahua <laughs> dogs, you know. And so I'm like, oh, I'm in on that. So I wrote a, I, my novella. Part of it is called Top Dog, and it is about a man who uh, rescues a tiny little frozen, almost frozen and starving to death chihuahua, brings it to a animal shelter as he's passing through from the east coast to the west coast because he found it at his um he has a camper and he was camp you know not camp not rough camping but camping in his camper right. and he found this dog his big giant rottweiler dog found this dog and so they go to the humane society on december 23rd and get snowed in at the humane society with a woman who's volunteering because she has no life other than <laughs> to help animals well i'm a sucker for dogs so you know it, Oh man, so this is, that was so fun to write. I, I, it's my first sort of shelter base. I have dogs, I have dogs and cats in some of my books, um, not all of them, uh, which is odd. And I think about that now because I'm, a, I have four animals in my house, two dogs and two cats, all rescue. Um, but 
yeah, this is my first time setting something in a shelter, and that was fun. And so it's a novella. I mean, it's about, I don't know, 26,000 words or so. And so Rough Around the Edges, every book in it has to have um, something about a guy and a little dog, like a dog that you wouldn't think a big dude would have, right? Right. So, and it's going to be, it's coming out August 15th. You can pre-order it um, right now. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's going to be fun, I think. I'm doing another one with this group, uh, a zookeeper anthology, something about zoos. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I got to come up with something so, about a zoo, which will be fun. Do the certain do a certain amount of the proceeds go to help the uh, organization? Not for this one. Okay. No, not not for this one. Uh, no, and I'm not an organizer, so I can't speak to that. Okay. Um, but no, not th- this is a this is not a fundraiser. I'm in a bunch of fundraising ones, but this is not one of them. Okay. Well, you know, you are more than welcome to come back. With the- oh, hold on, let me get my timer. There we go. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't stop that for <laughs> buzz. Okay. Um, but I would more than welcome to, you guys to come back when you're doing the fundraiser. I would help, love to help in any way I can. Oh, cool. Okay, So great. if you would love awesome. to do that for the platform and push the books for whatever you're doing, if you're doing that, I don't want to push that on you. But if something no, like that okay. comes along, okay. I would more than welcome open that. Um, oh, fun. Okay. So... And uh, but just so people know, because you know we can't see here on that on the audio part of it, the book cover for um, Rough Around the Edges is pretty hot. The guy holding the dog. I just put that out there. Tiny dog, though. <laughs> yeah, right? well, cute. T- <laughs> tiny dog, but the guy is really big and hot. So I'll just put that out there too. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So that I mean that was the that was the hook, right? It had to have that. Which well, I, thought, yeah. I thought, okay, that's a challenge. I can, I can, I'll take that challenge. I'd love to say it was <laughs> sensible of me that it was the cute dog that pulled me in, but you know. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know. Right. Right. Um, <laughs> For my last question tonight, um, with such an incredible um, life at your fingertips and everything that you have done and accomplished, which has been vast, uh, probably more than we even talked about here on the on the program tonight, I want to hear what's going to be next. What's coming next for you? What's coming next right now is I'm, I'm adding to the Stuart Realty series. Um, I'm adding a couple of sort of affiliated novels, like they won't. They won't affect the timeline. Like the books that you see online, books one through eight, are kind of straight through the origin trilogy and then all the stories that are about the friends and family affiliated with the sort of anchor couple, if you will. Uh Um, But I'm adding affiliate stories because I just have some other stories I want to tell about people in real estate. So I've got those. Um, One of them is called Appraised, and it's going to be a freebie uh, to my newsletter subscribers. And so I'm getting that all formatted and ready to go. But it's a full-length novel. It's 50,000 words, contemporary romance. Um, And then it's got a follow-up. It's kind of a duet, these two. So I'm going to finish those up. They're already written, but I'm polishing them both. Once that's done, I've got a couple of novellas that I'm going to put out um, for this series. This is one of those series that I had an author and I were talking about this once. Um, do you ever write a world that you just can't stop writing in? I'm like, yeah, that would be the Stuart <laughs> yeah, series. Right. I just can't stop, right? I just live in this world. You know what I mean? I just love it. And so I keep coming up with, I came up with a whole series of, I call them deleted scenes, uh-huh. you know? And for a, for a while when I was actively promoting its release, um, back when I was actually still doing the brewery stuff, I don't know how I did all this. Don't ask me how. I don't know. But um, I was writing all these deleted scenes and feeding them to just fans, like throwing them out there on my fan page and whatever. And so I pulled them all back in and I'm like, all right, I'm going to do something with these. So I'm going to flesh some of those out, so to speak, into uh-huh. novellas and, and do that. But then in 2024, 
Um, I have a couple of books. I've got a thriller novel that I have written, 100%, it's about 100,000 words, kind of a sexy thriller, not a romantic suspense, it's not a romance, but it's a pretty kind of an erotic thriller, if you will, okay. um, that I'm working with, a, I'm working with a manuscript developer on it, and I hope to get that out, um, I'll be querying that, I, I want to see if I can't find an agent or somebody for that part, um, and then I've got this fun, um, the, what happens in Denver has been so popular with people. Um, I, and I think it's because I wrote it in first person as chick lit, kind of funny, humorous, self-deprecating from her perspective, only like a typical rom, kind of a typical rom-com. Most rom-coms by definition only have one point of view. And I usually write contemporary romance back and forth, right? His and hers. Uh -huh. And I'm fine with that. Uh, but I, I, I rewrote this one as a, as a chick lit and it's been super successful and I'm finding a lot of new readers with it. So I'm going to write another fish out of water story kind of like it because that's what nice. this one is um like someone who's picked up and plopped down in a totally new to them situation um and then as kind of defines romance as a side bonus as as a side bonus of their personal growth let's say nice that's, it seems like you got your hands full then yeah always, always. <laughs> <laughs> can't stop won't stop I am having surgery on Tuesday, and so I'm going to be on my backside for about six weeks. Oh, um, so I'm like, okay, look at all that writing time. Look at that. Well, you will be <laughs> writing a lot. I want to thank you so much, Liz, for being on with us tonight. Um, of course. Thanks for having me. Sorry for the glitch. Oh, no, you're fine. I'd love to have you back, especially if you do choose to do the fundraiser. Not that you have to. I'm just saying, if you do, I'd love to have yeah, you yeah, back sure. in either capacity because you are enchanting. Okay. And, and I think we didn't even dive nearly. I mean, we should actually pick one area that you've lived in for once for a 20-minute broadcast. Right. So we could dive I could deeper. talk about Japan. I could talk, I could talk to you about Japan for a while. Too, well, so. yeah. That's what, <laughs> what, maybe we should do that. I, I'm booking for next year now. I, I've been booked this year for a couple of months now. But I would right. love to have you back. Truly, you are. I'd happily come back. I would love wonderful. to Wonderful. Then let's work on something like that. I want to thank you so much for being on tonight. Thank you so much, my audience. Um, I have to tell you, uh, we have over 27 people on Wisdom right now listening to you. We have over oh, six in the sweet. room, and I'm not quite sure on the YouTube side. However, thank you so much, listeners, for coming in. I also want to take just a, one moment, and I'd love to wish um, my husband a happy anniversary. We are celebrating 30 years today. And so I just want you to know I love you very much. Thank you for giving me 30 years. Until next time, everyone, bye-bye for now.